Welcome to season three of Voices of the Goddess podcast, where we empower, inspire, and uplift women to be the goddesses they truly are. I'm your co-host, Julietta, the magical PT, owner and founder of Body and Soul PT, as well as Soul Candy, intuitive, handmade, and one-of-a-kind jewelry and artwork. I support people in finding the magic within themselves, creating balance in their body and soul. And I'm your other co-host, Graciela, published, award-winning, and professionally certified portrait photographer specializing in boudoir and personal branding. I create portraits of who you are and not just what you look like so that you can become who you've always been. Join us each week as we sit down for a heart-to-heart chat, sharing stories and insights with listeners across the globe. Laughter and tears alike abound as we access ancient wisdom in modern times through unique and exciting storytelling, supporting you on your life's journey. Welcome to the circle and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Here we are yet again. We are here again. This is such a great place to be. I love the conversations that happen here. And I always say the podcast can keep going on as long as I'm having fun. And so far I'm having a blast. So there's no end in sight right now. You know, it's funny. I keep, sometimes I hear my own voice and I'm like, what am I so chipper about? And I'm like, you know what? I'm having fun. Like this feels good. You know, like you don't get a lot of things in life that always feel good, but being here and doing this, this always feels good. I'm loving this. It does feel good. And well, I think you've already gotten some feedback, but this is, you know, when, when people let me know either in person or by email or by comments that they're enjoying the show, that they heard something that made a difference to them, that they heard just the right message that they needed to hear that day. Like those things totally make the effort that goes into it. Cause it is effort. I sometimes <laughs> I think people think like, Oh, what's the big deal? You just turn on your computer and you talk, but there is a lot of work that actually goes into producing this. So for those of you that are thinking about podcasting, there is effort involved. <laughs> Absolutely. But it's so worth it. And it's so much fun. And honestly, kudos to you for doing all those type of logistics. I am still on the step of getting the camera, the microphone, the computer, the coffee that has to be here, the water, the phone, everything plugged in. I literally am sitting here and it's, it's like, I know I look so super cute on my couch, but this is like mission control. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so much equipment around me right now, but you know, I'm thrilled and I'm excited and I'm glad that everything plugs into everything perfectly. (laughs) So it's a magical little way for it to all come together. It is. So you talk about TikTok all the time. Oh my God. I love it. I have not TikTok, but you are, I mean, like I know what TikTok is. I've seen something, you know, because sometimes people share TikToks on other social media. So I've seen some TikTok, but like... It is absolutely, I, you know, I can't even call it a guilty pleasure because at this point it is literally a learning and teaching platform. Like I have gone down so many, um, little wormholes of TikTok and not only like, have I learned things like just about like other cultures or about history or things that I didn't even know existed that like I should have been taught and I never was, or maybe I was taught and I forgot. But really, what's really hysterical, like the one that really like hones in is when you're watching a TikTok and you're like, oh, I've been called out. Like, that's my life, right? 
And so there was one the other day that it was like the person was like imitating them doing an interview and, you know, the person, the interviewer's like, oh, and so, you know, uh, what are some of your strengths, your weaknesses, you know, and the person's like, oh, I work really well under pressure. And I was like thinking to myself, like, yeah, me too. I'm so proud of myself. I work so well under pressure. And then at the end, it's like, if you work well under pressure, you may have ADHD. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally do. I'm like time sensitive, big crunch, lots of pressure, boom, like that's so me, right? And then the more you go down that wormhole, the more everything starts just popping out at me, right? So then I'm like, oh my gosh, like me being a perfectionist, totally as a result of my dad being an alcoholic when I was a kid, like all of these, so, you know, you know, I do a hundred million things, right? Like I'm on this board, that board, I do the business, I got the twins, you know, all that. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, how do you do so much? And I'm like, mm, let's see, a little bit of neurodivergence, a little bit of childhood trauma. It has pockets. It's very trendy. I love it, you know, because <laughs> it really is like how we're all put together, right? Like, it's just, it's been so funny. I love TikTok. You should check it out. You might surprise yourself in there. The thing though is too, is that like you, I got a lot going on and I don't know that I need to bring in one more thing that's going to absorb some of my attention so i don't know a timer i don't know i don't know <laughs> we'll see I'll, I'll put it on the consideration list but yeah. i don't know but yeah. i love i love hearing your stories about tiktok like that might be that might be all i need <laughs> i'm to the point that as i go throughout the day like if i like if i'm at a doctor's office and i got 15 minutes to kill right like i can tiktok there like it's no big deal i'm not doing anything else but then I save them. And so then at dinner time, I've got, you know, my partner and the two kids at the table. And I'm like, oh, let me show you the TikToks I saved today. You know? <laughs> so I'm telling you, it, it's, it's part of our family. <laughs> well, there you go. Are we ready for our guest today, Graciela? Sure. Speaking of family. Here she comes. Here she comes. Here she is. Hi, Christina. Hi, how are you? Good. I welcome want- to the show. Welcome, welcome. Uh, I want you to introduce yourself, but before you do, I need to do full disclosure and let you all know, I know this woman and I love this woman. As soon as she introduces herself, you're going to know why, but yeah, let's do it. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. I'm a therapist, longtime therapist, and I currently own and am clinical director of Evolve Learning Community, which is a learning center for neurodivergent kids ages 10 to 18. I also run my private practice services out of here. So we have individuals, groups, and other programs that we do for neurodivergent kids and adults. And uh, so that's my work. That's my work life. I love too that that you're dealing with the older, what we call older kids, you know, as I'm a physical therapist by profession, and definitely way outside the box. But a lot of my patients over the years have included um, people in your population. And I know a lot of the parents have had a lot of frustration through the years of finding places that really fit them. And, you know, it's like, we're almost always trying to put fit these kids somehow, like finding ways to fit them into the old mold, as opposed to just creating their own space for them. So thank you for what you do. Thank you for me and from all of that population that needs those services. And hopefully this will inspire more people to create services for this population. 
I hope so. I feel like, you know, in my private practice and when I worked at schools, I found that they, that a lot of our kids were, you know, adults were still trying to put them into, you know, they were like the circle peg and they were trying to put them into the square hole and make them normal, make them pass, make them fit in. And even early on, I remember thinking, why am I trying so hard to make these kids fit in when we're the ones that can take perspective and we should be trying to accommodate them better. So that was when I started researching different alternative educational models and came across some really good ones that kind of fueled me to to keep going in this direction. So, and from working in this population, like I understand there's, there's a lot of stress that goes on with this. And so there have to be success stories that inspire you to, to keep you going forward. Can you share one of those stories with us? I don't know if it's that I have like one story. I would say that it's more of a grouping of seeing when kids come to our learning community and you could visibly see them relax and you could see that their anxiety is decreased and you could see that they're now dancing around because they're comfortable and they're talking to other kids about, you know, they're not masking, they're not faking it, they're able to be themselves, no matter how quirky and, you know, strange they might be, because we accept it all, and we love it all. And, you know, they're making friends, they're finding their people. So I would say those are the wins for me is when they they're finding their people. That's beautiful. <laughs> And I have to say, you know, um, I have my twins at the school and, you know, our audience is getting to know me and my family because, you know, I like to chit chat about it all the time. And I was just thinking earlier today, you know, when I had my kids in traditional school, it was like, oh, we got to get up and we got to go to school, you know, and, and then I started homeschooling them and then I let them sleep however much they wanted. So they really got used to the good life. You know, I, I was like, let's test the circadian rhythm. And apparently in a middle schooler, you know, like my daughter, she can sleep till like 11 a.m. No problem. <laughs> But just this morning, I woke them up and, you know, I had to wake them up a little bit earlier than usual. And I was like, hey, guys, it's time to go to school. And I'm telling you, their eyes pop open and they're like, OK, ready to go, mom. You know, they look at my outfit of the day and look at my this and look at I mean, they're just so excited to go and to be there, you know, and to have that opportunity and to have that community, you know. I, you know, not to, I'm really not overstating it when I say I think what you've created is a life saving environment. I, I really do feel that with all my heart. You know, when when my kids were young, they were in traditional school, they're always in trouble. You know, the grades were bad and this and that and da, 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 so stressful. And now they've just flourished, you know, and I shudder to think what would have happened if I would have kept them, you know, where they were you know so i'm really good kids you have really good kids oh thank you i made them myself imagine yeah (laughs) i can't even imagine like them doing poorly somewhere else but i do i do know them well enough to know how much they are thriving here yeah i think they i think the biggest thing is that they feel um like you said earlier free to be themselves right which is you know this podcast is meant to inspire and empower others and like you know the, the big message from from what you're doing is like really just be yourself and find safe places to be yourself and really when you do that like it just makes such a difference i mean it's so life altering and and to do that with youth right because you know we all have these epiphanies in our 40s right where we're like oh i can be myself right like but right. to be able to teach that at a young age it's powerful 
It is. It is. And I, I'm very happy that we're able to do it. Very grateful for the kids we have and their beautiful families. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. In all your adventures, I know you've done a lot of reading over the years. What is a book that you think our audience should read? What is something that you'd like to share? So I have sadly only read work-related books for the past probably 15 years, but I have tried to get in a couple audio books throughout that time. And I'm a big fan of anything by Brene Brown. I think most of us can relate to her and appreciate her. I like that she's a former social worker. She's also recovering like me. She does a lot of research on trauma. And basically a lot of what she talks about is what I relate to here. So belonging and connection, right? Like that's a big focus of what we do here is that's what we crave, you know, whether we're from traumatic households or substance abusing households or neurodivergent households, we all just as humans want belonging and connection. And so that was a big premise of our program was that and using that term consistently. Um, So Brene Brown, I would say pretty much anything. So recently, not recently, but I guess in the past, like two years I read Untamed by Glennon, right? Glennon or whatever it is. Yeah. Glennon Doyle. Yeah. So I like her a lot. I initially I didn't know what I was getting into when I started reading it. I didn't realize like her story. It was Untamed was the one that I was reading or listening to on Audible. And I loved that there were just things that she admitted to that most people just are not going to admit to. So for example, she was going to a conference about her book, Love Warrior, I think. And Love Warrior was about her husband's infidelity and how they had chose to work it out and stay. But in the meantime, she meets Abby. (laughs) She's like already smitten and they end up, you know, falling for each other. So I thought that was fascinating because here you are this expert, like presenting as this expert in infidelity and you're writing about it and you're writing about your experience. And then you go off with a woman like that was big to me. I thought that was big and brave and kind of amazing that she did it because I think like her, that book Untamed reached a lot of people from her former audience and then brought them into, oh, there's this other world and maybe we shouldn't judge this other world so much because, you know, we can see how we relate to both sides of it. And she had a lot of other things that she shared in that book that was just very vulnerable. I think one of her kids is at the time wasn't identifying as this, but I think identifies now as trans or as gay. And I just like all of the like, you know, it's topics that we're all talking about regularly that are happening to all of us. So, so those are my big recommendations. Juliet, because I want to chat the whole entire time. I could have this conversations for like six years. So I read that book. I absolutely adore that book. And I agree with you to read something so raw and so vulnerable and so real and so just not made for TV. Like it's just her being herself. And that's really her gift is to be so brutally honest. And what a gift to us, right? Because then you can hear all that and be like, oh, wow. So it's okay to just be myself. I think that's the thing 
theme of our last couple episodes, huh, Julieta, is that the authenticity of it. Well, and it is the, it's the kind of the why we exist for everyone to be empowered and inspired to be themselves. And it's okay, you know, we've just been so programmed from such a young age to try and fit in and try and do what everybody else is doing and like what everybody else likes. And the world needs everybody to be themselves to to heal and you know people you know like Lennon Doyle putting out this book and and showing everybody that it's okay to be you and it's the more people that can speak out and share their stories and it gives everybody else the okay to go forward and and be their true selves so I just we need more of that we need more of people sharing their authenticity and yes one of the the very beginning of that book has um i'm just going to share one tiny little chapter i promise it won't be a spoiler but the one part where she talks about her friend in the hot yoga class remember that she says uh her friend took a hot yoga class and during it she became so overwhelmed just physically that she felt sick like she wanted to throw up or something but she talked herself into staying and staying and staying and whatnot and at the end of the class you know she couldn't hold it anymore and she ran out the door and she went to the bathroom and you know got sick and whatnot but the last sentence is like why did i stay in that class i was uncomfortable she goes and the door wasn't even locked right and right right i mean right like how powerful is that like why did we do that the door wasn't even locked right there's a story that my yoga teacher used to tell about an elephant who had been tied to a chair when it was little or chained to a chair or chained to something when it was little and then it grew up with the chain thinking it couldn't do anything but obviously it got bigger and it's just a chair like it could it could it's a very powerful thing and awesome well and i feel like all of the both glennon doyle and Brene brown have lots of great advice for women but what is a piece of advice you've learned from a woman christina that has changed her life I don't think that that's possible to answer. Like, I don't think there's one piece of advice. I think that there's a lot of women who have influenced me. Um, I was in, and probably starting with, you know, I first should say that I think there's women who have influenced me to be better. And there's women who have influenced me to not do what they did. So I think I can look at both of that. And, you know, I was in a halfway house when I was 19 for drug addiction and alcoholism. And I lived with 11 women. And the director, Ruth, was incredible. She was a therapist. She was my therapist. And then there was another counselor there named Beth. And then there were the two house women that lived there. I remember one's name, Annie. I don't remember the other one's name. It was so long ago. But those women influenced me like tremendously. They nurtured me that I had not, I came from a very traumatized home. So I didn't get like a good upbringing from healthy parents. And these people were my parents and they were therapists. And so I knew I knew I wanted to be a therapist. So maybe in some way they inspired me to be a therapist. You know, I I don't know. I think there's like, it's complex. I think there's too many factors at play in my life to be like, oh, there's this one person who made this one statement. Like, I just don't feel like it works like that. There's many statements and many, you know, quotes that I say in my head on a daily basis to uh, get through really hard things. One of them being 
Glennon's I can do hard things. I have a, there's a, a picture. Well, it's covered right now, but back there I have a picture framed and it says I can do hard things. Other ones are, you know, 12 step program things. This too shall pass. One's a yoga one. No feeling is final. So I have different things that, you know, people have said. I know that I've had some really great women in my life and Ruth being the number one person. And I found her on Facebook, I guess, a few years ago. So like I've been clean for 35 years. So I hadn't seen this woman since. I left the treatment center. So that was a really long time ago. And then when I found her on Facebook, you know, I tell her all the time, I'm like, you have no idea like how powerful that relationship was for me. That's so beautiful. And thank you for sharing so much of yourself. I, I love that. You're, Glennon would be proud. <laughs> but, you know, it, this is now I think this, that, well, at least for me, in the second episode where, you know, the being comes up so much, you know, because, you know, we want nuggets, right? We want that one little statement that is going to change your life. But truly, it's what you're doing all day, every day that changes your yeah. life. It, it's all those little moments put together together that right. create that impact, you know, very powerful. I do like the nuggets that you say to yourself all the time, though. Those are all really good. And honestly, I like say them all the time, I can do hard things. I can do hard things. Like if these are, that's my self-talk, lots of self-talk. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've had a very, well, I was about to say very long, but that's going to come across ages. No, you've had <laughs> a, uh, a very full life. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things we love to ask, um, I think a lot of people carry a lot of regret. You know, this happened in my life. I wish I wouldn't have done that. I wish I wouldn't have done this or that or whatever. Or, you know, to the opposite, right? Like, oh, this was really scary. And, you know, I'm so glad I did it, even though I, I failed at it or whatever, or I tried, at least I tried, things like that. Do you have have an experience that you know you will never regret, you know, something that you really feel like, man, I'm so glad I had this experience. I mean, you know, again, I don't think it's one thing. I think there's a lot of things that I've done that I feel really good about. And starting this program, like sometimes I do think when I sometimes I laugh because I'm like, what kind of grandiosity was I going through that I thought I could do this? Like, it's a, this was a really big endeavor, but I think that there was a lot of other things that led up to this point that got me here. And there's things that I continuously do to, to stay here and to keep growing and keep expanding. I, you know, I've done things for growth. So I have a black belt in karate for my personal growth. I've run marathons for my personal growth, but like these are like, you know, and yoga, of course I do yoga. So, so I'm not leaving the room because I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> That's my, I stay in the room because I'm uncomfortable and I want to get through discomfort. Right. So I know she used it as a metaphor for a different reason, but I try to teach our kids to be uncomfortable and to sit through being uncomfortable because that's something like we all need to learn how to do. So I would say starting the school is something that I'll never regret. I mean, there's a lot of things I won't regret because it's all led to who I am now and the personal growth that I have. And I wouldn't have been able to get to where I am or be the person I am had those things either not happened to me or that I didn't choose to participate in those things. There you go. We can all do hard things. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We can all do hard things. Yes. 
So we've talked about a lot of hard things, but what I want to know now is what is your most sweetest, delicious memory? And I know Christina's going to be like, it can't be just one. No, this one I got. I got this one nailed. <laughs> Having my kid, of course. Yes. Having my son. So he's my inspiration for all of it. I mean, now he's a pain in my ass, but that's because he's 19 and he's at college and, you know, he's his own person now, which is what I wanted, right? But <laughs> it is, they don't tell you that, you know, when you're raising yeah. your kids, they don't tell you they're going to be independent. Like, right. wait a minute. Right. This is a project I've put my life into. Now yeah. you're telling me you're leaving? I was yeah. the wall? I forgot. <laughs> yeah, dodging my calls, <laughs> not reaching out, you know. Yeah, but yeah, he's the he's the greatest, the greatest gift. And, you know, I, um, I mean, the way I had to go about having him was different than most people. So, I mean, again, it was like a big choice I had to make and a lot of work I had to put into it and worth every bit of it. And then they have the nerve to grow up. Yeah. Yeah. How dare he? <laughs> no, just wait. Then he's going to do something really amazing. And then he'll actually thank you for everything. And then you really get to have stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's funny. Awesome. I've absolutely loved having you on us with us today. Honestly, it you know, I know this is like a real live podcast all over the world and, and we do have uh, international listeners, which I'm super proud of. But I just I love having these conversations and I love chatting with you. You know, I could do this all day long. Oh, you're very easy to talk to. Christine and I went, went to Starbucks a while back and all of it, you know, two of us do, who like, or do not have the focus. We're both like, oh, look at the time. We got to go. We got to go. <laughs> it flew. The time flew. It always does. It always does. Yeah. I enjoy you it so much. It does. Well, and our time here has flown as well. And I want to thank you, Christina, for coming on and sharing so honestly and vulnerable, vulnerably. How do you say that? <laughs> Um, thank you for coming and sharing you and sharing your stories and and thank you for what you do such beautiful work i for myself and all the people in that community i thank you for for taking that risk and stepping out there and creating what you've created thank you thank you for having me this was fun i'm glad now that it's over it's fun (laughs) (laughs) i think that's been the comment of almost every guest that we've had on the show is always like oh that was so much fun i didn't know it was gonna be fun yeah yeah. kind of like your school who knew school could be fun exactly exactly yeah all right thank you listeners for tuning in we love you appreciate you and we'll see you on the next one bye Thank you, dear ones, for joining us today. Make sure you check out the show notes for details on how to get in touch with either Julieta, Graciela, or today's special guest. Don't forget to subscribe, review, like, and share. Big love and gratitude for all of you. May the path before you be ever illuminated by your fellow goddesses. Shine bright and have a magical day.